just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. This is the time of year when money feels the tightest, but it's a parent's worst nightmare to not be able to provide joy for their kid. And I'm not talking about Christmas or Hanukkah. I'm talking about winter birthdays. With help from Hey Salt Lake readers and one clever mom, we brainstorm cheap and creative birthday parties for kids, plus an etiquette guide for adults and tips for tackling gifts. We all take a turn in the hot seat, whether it's trying to affordably celebrate our kids or our friends' kids. It's Thursday, November 30th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Shireen Gorbani, something I know about you is that you like a good party. You also, I know, dream of one day jumping out of a cake. This is true. I have been scheming how to build a cake big enough for me to jump out of that also kind of looks like a cake for about seven years now. One day it'll happen. But we're here today to talk about kids' birthday parties, though find me a kid that wouldn't want to jump out of a cake. What is the most epic kids' birthday party you've been to in Salt Lake as a parent? So thank you for asking. I, of course, love to talk about opportunities for excellence. And the most epic parties that I have been to is any party where it says, you are welcome to drop your child off at this time. Just make sure you pick your kid up by this time. I love clear directions. I frankly love not having to be at the ninja gym, at the pool, at the extreme sports fly bounce center, whatever it is. Anytime that I am given the opportunity to know that my child is going to run for two hours straight and that everyone's going to be happy and I don't have to listen to just the, the sound of screaming children for two hours, I know that you are participating in truly epic birthday party planning. You've nailed it. Community care. It's blending the birthday party circuit and the play date babysitting circuit into one so that theoretically everyone takes turns. You all get the two hour window. It's really kind. It's really lovely when people do that. Your son is eight. I imagine one of the toughest things about raising kids is that every year they have like a new passion or a new obsession. Like for me, I was one day space, the next day I was dolphins all day, Lisa Frank. Like when you plan birthdays for your kid, how involved is he in the planning process? Yeah. So we've actually been through a little bit of a roller coaster on this because my belief when he was really little was that if we had a party, we just had a party. Like we happened to often the grandparents would come in, make a cake. It was kind of a special little thing, but it was more of a party for adults. He has in the last couple of years, started having opinions about it. But it's interesting how sometimes his interests can get blended into like, maybe we have shark cupcakes, or maybe we have like a little shark party favor or something like that. He's really into sharks right now. 
I don't think it has to be the theme of the whole party. And obviously that can get complex if your kid is, you know, like you said, into space, into, you know, whatever it might be. Have your party at the place that's convenient for you and the community that you're inviting. And think about the ways that you can maybe add in just a little bit of flavor about that thing your kid is into in a much more kind of reasonable, cost-effective way than taking them on a scuba diving trip or something. Yeah, right. I'm into sailing now, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Do you guys have a go-to? Like, that's just worked the past few years? Yeah, I think we're about to age out of it, but I've always been really happy with being able to host a jump around Utah. I like this because, and I would just recommend to people, I think, you know, if you're in a neighborhood school, the thought is generally most of those people live around you. And it's really nice if you can choose something that's kind of centrally located to that thing. If you are in a school that's bringing people from all over the valley, then, you know, you can end up doing these 20-minute, 30-minute drives out to different things. And I understand that. And certainly when it comes to cost, it really is quite expensive to host these parties. And so I understand that parents shop around and look at, you know, kind of what offers the most reasonable price. Jump Around Utah is easy to get to. And I love that you can bring in whatever you want. They don't have like a preferred vendor. It's close to Costco. Grab some Costco pizzas. Again, cost effective. But they also allow you to bring in, because it's a private party, you can bring in like a cooler of beers to share with adults that do happen to stay if they want to stay. And I just think it's nice to be able to have kind of that feature for adults as well if people are kind of hanging out or sitting around. Though I really think, again, the greatest kindness you can do is invite them to drop their kids off and come back in a couple hours. I mean, and if we are close to Costco, like how nice to do your Costco run without dragging your kid around the store. Wow. Isn't that the case? Yeah, that's right. We obviously have a lot of kids here in Utah. And one of the reasons that we want to do this show is because like planning birthday parties can add up. I mean, you're planning one a year, but there are families that are planning five of them a year. Multiple. If we remove your son and his particular interests from the picture, you brought up cost. What are some cheap, kids' birthday party ideas you think could be like fun and easy to assemble? Yeah. So one thing that I think I would really encourage people to do is look at, I mean, if you have a birthday in the dead of winter, which is one that we have in our household, this can get a little bit challenging. But if not, I really recommend thinking about a park. The thing about parks, right, is that you can sometimes rent a pavilion. It's completely unnecessary. The other thing that I think is so nice about a park is the thing that really does make a park fun is when you've got a bunch of kids your age to run around with and play with, right? So bringing those kids together to a public place that is free and having just a mess of kids that can run around together. And you can put together really simple games, things like keep the balloon in the air. A pinata is really pretty reasonable. Kids can have a great time with that. Even like schoolyard games, red light, green light, simple things like that. You can set up in an open space like a park for free. And I really think, you know, getting some simple cupcakes. And this is the other thing when I was thinking about kind of tips and tricks and things to approach this in a way that's more affordable, more reasonable. I really have to say, I know that people care deeply about their children. And sometimes it feels like there's immense pressure to have these blowouts with these kind of Instagram perfect moments. I'm telling you, it is not worth it. I can't believe how much fun my kid has had in just you know, I think about like even camping a campsite with just a big old pile of sand. That's that sand, even for a kid who's getting kind of old, that can stretch for hours. So think about simple ways that you can have good fun outside 
bringing those kids together. And I also think something that can help avoid costs, which I know can it can be a true strain for families, have that party from two to five in the afternoon. That Then you have snacks, you got some fruit by the foot, you've got some maybe some real fruit, but you're not expected necessarily to serve them a meal if you're not doing it over the noon hour or you're not doing it over the dinner hour. So I think that's a good way to avoid some costs. The other thing that I would say is I think these like takeaway gift bags are bonkers. I don't understand why a first grader, a fourth grader needs like a takeaway memento from this birthday party. They don't. You don't have to curate a little baggie of like cute little things. It's your birthday party. You don't have to give us gifts. You really don't. So I would just encourage people to to think about the ways in which it's not a wedding. It's not a wedding. And in fact, I don't think you need one for a wedding. <laughs> Either. But I think keeping these simple and really keeping it focused on, I think the times that my kid has the most fun is when there, again, are just, you know, if you can create a more inclusive space, invite a bunch of kids, especially if there's a small class. I know that can be hard in Utah. Class sizes can be so big. But if you can invite that whole group and those kids can just run wild for a bit, wow, do they have fun. On the other side of things, I think another really reasonable and really kind of special thing that you can do, especially if you don't do a lot of them, is like a birthday sleepover. My kid's kind of getting to that age where he's interested in those. It's you know not possible to bring the whole class over, so you kind of have to work with parents, figure out who's down for that. Like, is it possible to work it out? But I think a really special birthday sleepover, and those are some of the ones that I remember from my childhood, are really fun. Yeah. I remember absolutely hating them. But (laughs) the reason for that is because there is one specific thing that you and I have a very different take on. And that thing is scary movies. Yeah. (laughs) And I can see you really enjoying a birthday sleepover when like someone proposes putting on a scary film. But for me, it was inevitable. And I always was trying to find a way to get home. Come on over, watch Gremlins. We're going to have a good time. I love it. (laughs) The other idea that I was thinking about this morning is... You and I just the other day went to Salt Flats Brewing in Harriman. Yeah. Which attached to it is this kind of bar and restaurant called The Garage, which on its face on paper just kind of sounds like The Garage is like real standard name for like a bar or restaurant, right? But when we walked in, the first thing you're greeted with is a full-sized Ferrari nailed to the wall, almost like a crucifix above the front desk. It's a religious experience. It is a religious experience. And my eyes as an adult were so wide to how spectacular this place is. It is full of vintage race cars, like Ferraris, like the real deal, not model builds, the actual thing. The restaurant is owned by a former race car driver, but it is all ages because it's a restaurant attached to a brewery. And we were noting that like, they were happy to put tables together. It's a huge space. You could do, if you wanted to do like a meal, you could have kids in there and they would probably think it was incredibly cool to celebrate their birthday underneath a race car that Paul Walker used to own. Right. Well, and let me give you, though, a free version of that, because there are so many ways that people who are in car culture are gathering around our city. I I feel like I run into this group that's um, maybe it's on West Temple. It's like in the evenings, like a Friday night or something, I want to say. And then uh, Sunday mornings at Liberty Park, there's another little group. So like, I think if you approached any of these people and said, you know, do you have an opportunity during the day where kids could come and see these cars? 
I don't know. I've never tried to do it, but my guess is there is a community out there, a car community out there that is already meeting in a public space and you could have like a quick walkthrough with them. I bet they would love to talk to kids about their cars. And I don't know. I think that's something that I would think about if I had a car kid. Mm -hmm. I love that. I also think about just the um, accessibility that we have and the luck that we have to be so close to some really nearby open space, like up in the in the foothills. And you can really easily organize a nature walk that's got, you know, like a little scavenger hunt element of it. Again, that could be free, could be in the afternoon. And you don't have to go far with kids. If you are planning a 10-minute walk, it is long enough. You know what I mean? So I think you've got some good options there. Also, as a person who used to be deeply involved in county government, I, I have to say the county rec centers offer a lot of quite affordable spaces. I know pools can get a little scary for people if they don't have strong swimmers or they don't know the like level of comfort that people have in pools. But those spaces, and honestly, sometimes libraries too, have really nice gathering rooms that are, again, incredibly affordable for families that are looking for something to do. The other thing you can do if you can is find, I know, you know, I'm lucky to have just one little guy that I have to plan this for each year, but finding those other kids that maybe are in the class or when he was at daycare, there was a whole group of kids that had birthdays within a few days and we shared it. We had a big group birthday party together and that can also be a way to reduce costs and also get, again, just kind of that critical mass of children that you need to just have a wild time. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. It's funny that you brought up the rec centers because, as you know, 
in addition to making this show every day, we have a daily email newsletter. It's called Hey Salt Lake. And we put out a call in the newsletter to ask readers if they had any suggestions for easy, fun, cheap kids' birthday parties. And wow, we got some absolutely incredible responses. I would love to share a few with you. Take me on this journey. I am, I cannot wait. But one of them was local rec centers. Like the someone said, Kat R in Sandy said the Dimple Dell Rec Center has an indoor pool and a party room that you can actually book ahead of time. And you can bring whatever you want. You can bring decor. Of course, there's a lifeguard there. She said that she priced out options across the valley and it was the cheapest. So she's already done that legwork for you. Yep, I believe it. I really loved this story from Hannah, who says that despite it now being almost 25 years ago, her dad still loves to tell the story of her ninth birthday party, where she threw a disco in her basement of her childhood home. And they ordered cheap disco balls from a mail order catalog and a compilation CD of 70s classics from a TV advertisement on Nickelodeon. Which surely was time life, right? It's got to be time life. Oh, my goodness. Or or the like record RCA. Do you remember you used to be able to order CDs? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. She said it was probably three easy payments of (laughs) (laughs) $9.99. But they like encouraged costumes, which is kind of fun to have a theme that's like low lift enough that parents aren't like at home sewing. But she said she thinks this party would clock in at less than 50 bucks before food to this day and also signed the email, no panic, just disco. (laughs) Oh, so good. Right? (laughs) Yes. I know. Another one that I really liked. So someone suggested if you've got a yard, a tie dye party, because actually tie dye is really cheap. And then every kid brings their own like pillowcase or shirt and then they leave with it. So if you do, for some reason, still feel the need to have the bring home with you gift, that's handled. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a really fun idea. I also, of course, love this one, which is convince your kid to select a small number of friends and take them to go see a matinee because matinees are cheaper (laughs) and then they're in bed early. It's a good idea. (laughs) These are all great ideas. Um, And I think there is something about that kind of, I, I know I'm obviously advocating for critical mass parties, but I think you can make a really special party just getting your kid to decide like, okay, who are those five people that you just you know, want to sh- to celebrate something special with. And then you can look at something that is a little bit more, I, I, I mean, I, I fully disclosing that I grew up poor, extravagant, like going to a movie, right? Like go get your friends together, go to a movie. That can be a big investment. And so, you know, five kids certainly is something that maybe is manageable for more families, two or three kids, whatever that might be. I just think about how fun it is to watch my little guy just absolutely run around like a maniac when he's in some place with all of his friends. Yeah. So I, again, just really want to emphasize for people, I think things like public spaces like parks or things like that are, are really fun and also can be low cost. I'm also obsessed with the fact that you can rent a telescope for free from the Salt Lake City Library. And you could have a star party. Like if they're getting a little bit older, 12, 13, just do dessert and go to a picnic area or like Liberty Park. And you can stare, take turns staring through that telescope and see some really cool stuff. Yeah, that's right. The last suggestion that we got from a reader that I thought was interesting is to have like a chef party. Have you, has your son ever been invited to one of these? 
No. Where you basically can like pick a really simple recipe and have the kids like make the food and then eat the food. Oh, fun. Like tacos where it's like you made the meat beforehand. They're just like grating cheese or whatever. But my favorite thing about this recommendation, and we'll share it in our newsletter so people can follow the links, because actually the woman who suggested it hosts these parties. She said that what she does for getting chef hats for all of the kids is go to In-N-Out and they'll give them to you for free. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is brilliant. I really do love it. I love it too. Okay. Before I let you go, I have a bit of an etiquette question. You mentioned growing up poor. When I was a kid, I think probably going to, you know, my gosh, bar mitzvahs, birthday parties between like six and 14. I remember one of the things that caused stress in our household about other kids' birthday parties was the gift, like the cost, the fear that your gift wouldn't be cool enough, the stress. I also think it was kind of crazy the way we all used to open them in front of each other. I don't know that I would replicate that. Like, I remember it being stressful. So glad that's over. Like, how do you work through that? Do you have a budget or do you have any kind of go-to ideas? Yeah. So the first thing I have to say is if you are hosting this party, again, you are doing a huge kindness to people. If you just tell them, like, no gifts, please. Mm-hmm. And mean it. <laughs> right? And mean it. Yeah. No gifts, please. There was a kiddo in in my kid's school that was really into, cared a lot about unhoused animals, places, you know, animals that didn't have a place to live. And so the recommendation was, could you give a donation in lieu of bringing some other thing that we really honestly don't want in our house? Could you please, you know, it would be so kind if you made a donation to Salt Lake County Animal Services. You could work with your kid to see if there's something that they care about that they would be interested in, you know, a donation or or even something as simple. I know it sounds maybe overly altruistic, but a food drive, I think about just like some of the basic things that people need. You could have like that be the recommendation instead of having a gift. I take the approach because as much as I love fantastical, extreme, hilarious parties, costumes, whatever, I'll do it all. I'm kind of a person who's like, here is a $10 gift card mm-hmm. <laughs> to Target or something simple and really have a sense that like, I do think that kids get too much stuff. I don't mean that to sound ungrateful. It's really incredible to live in a community that's so generous and to personally have the means to to provide for my family. Like I, I don't want to be rude about it, but I really do think kids have too much stuff generally And it's, if you can think of an alternative or a workaround, it's ideal. And just communicate that up front. I think you can work it out with your kiddo. You know, I don't think it's a big deal if you can really celebrate or get excited about making a donation or something like that. I think it just saves a lot of waste that kind of piles up from these things anyway. It really can add up, especially when you're young enough that you're kind of doing the everybody in the class is invited kind of party. So I think in terms of etiquette, a couple of really like simple things. If you can, if if you feel comfortable, if it's not something that's going to break your kid's heart, have that conversation and see if there's a way that you can either ask for no gifts or ask people to make a modest donation to something that they care about. I also think really being specific on the time is such an etiquette move. Let us know if this is like a pickup, a drop off, like if this is a period of time, if you know that you're doing some big cake cutting at a certain time. Letting people know all of that, I think, makes the whole experience smoother just for everybody. Clear communication is so valuable in these settings. And then I also think there's kind of this idea of like, 
it can get a little sticky, but if not everyone's invited, I think it's also kind of nice to know like, hey, you're part of a small group that's been invited to come over for a hot tub afternoon or whatever it is. It's just nice to know so that you're not being that jerk who's like, oh, are we going to see you at, you know, I don't know. It's just nice to let people know what's happening. And I think the reasons that people draw boundaries around who can come or the size of their party, that's all reasonable. Just help us navigate it. Very sage as always. Shireen Gorbani, you always have good ideas. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. And happy birthday to everyone out there who has one. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.